Today on the Star Parent Podcast, we have Shante Franco, quite a unique human being, a mom and entrepreneur. Having ADHD hasn't stopped Shante from moving forward with her dreams. Today on the Star Parent Podcast, I am so thankful to be here. It's been, our, I think, our second recording of the year. We're taking it very easy. Anne Celeste is still recovering from having the baby, and I'm just kind of doing my thing while I'm healing. But today we have Shante Franco here from, um, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank, from Maryland. <laughs> and the sky yeah. is so beautiful there, the beautiful clouds, the sun is shining um, Shante, please introduce yourself and tell our listeners about what you are and what you're doing. Well, I, I can tell you that I am a beautiful black woman. I get <laughs> so that's what I am. Yes, you are a beautiful black woman. Okay, so <laughs> I know you guys aren't going to see the video, but I literally just dropped my phone and I think it's hilarious. So if you do hear a thump, <laughs> like that was my phone so I am also a beautiful hot mess um <laughs> but <laughs> that's neither here nor there no but my name is Shante Franco and I also have a podcast called Manifest Your Awesomeness which I created because um uh, I just wanted to talk to other overthinking mompreneurs and it's it's amazing because the more people I talk to the, the more I realize that we really are just standing in our own way, you know, and yes. so I was like, you know what, let's clean this up a bit. And we talk about that on the podcast a lot is not being afraid to evolve, not being afraid to be uncomfortable. Um, right now, I am releasing all the episodes with guests because when we do launch the mindset success for solopreneurs, um, it's just going to be me. And a part of me is a bit scared, but in a good way. It's exciting. But I realized I was hiding behind my guests. And so I was, you know, I was like, you know, I need to, I need to practice what I preach and I need to just step out. I need to step out. Mm -hmm. And if I want my listeners, my family to do that, I, I, I have to, I've got to do it. And not only did we completely, you know, restructure the show and and it was more than just like the colors because the colors did change, but um, I stepped way out of my comfort zone and created a coaching program. So it's the mindset success framework for solopreneurs. Um, and I, okay, so I'll, I'll say this. I know this is a long introduction, but it's it's going to go right. It's going to play into it, I promise. By the way, yes, I am diagnosed with ADHD. So if it seems like I'm going left and right, I promise you, I get back to center. I do. I get, I get back to center. But years ago, I got a certification for mindset, like uh, mindset transformation coaching. And I just let it sit. Quite frankly, it's because you know how some people, they... Some people collect shoes or purses. Yes. I collected certifications. Mm -hmm. So, and you can say that was part of imposter syndrome. You can say it was FOMO. Quite frankly, I was just following the dopamine. I love learning things. Mm -hmm. The problem is I never used anything. 
And then I didn't have the confidence to say, oh yeah, I'm a coach. Because at that point, I felt like I hadn't coached one person. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I had a guest on the show who was had a similar experience. And she said, and then when, but when I started to talk to my friends and when I started to talk to strangers, they were like, no, but you may not call yourself a coach, but that's what you're doing. And that gave me pause because I was like, wait a minute. Oh, you know what? Let me, let me talk to the people around me and let me talk to my audience. And because I was all, I mean, when I say that with my whole chest, I was like, I'm not a coach. (laughs) I don't belong in any of these spaces because all the spaces had coaches and consultants and stuff. I was like, I'm not a coach. And then they're like, you're in denial. Yes, you are. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And, and my husband, who is my biggest cheerleader, he was like, just go for it. You are constantly telling, you know, our children to just go for it. Mm. How old are your but, children? So I have a 16-year-old. They all turned a year older this year, but I have a 16-year-old, a 15-year-old, and a 13-year-old. Wow. Wow. Yes. So you did it again. Teens, this is the time. Oh, oh, listen. That's a whole other podcast. That's another one. God, God bless. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but honestly, I'll, I'll have to say that that's why I don't mind the term mompreneur. Um, I know that it's considered corny. Like you shouldn't have to say mompreneur. You're just an entrepreneur. I got that. For me, it helps me kind of keep my priorities the way that I keep them because my family is always first and I am doing this for myself, but I'm doing this for my family because I can say that being a mom has helped me be an entrepreneur because especially like my oldest, um, she is diagnosed with a schizoaffective disorder and bipolar. And every day literally is a new day for her, mm. you know? And so when I think about, okay, you, she has the resilience to still get up and, and move and go, let me get up. You know, and I know we connected um, over something that I said in one of my other podcasts about generational wealth. Yes. And I know we like to think of it as a monetary thing, but for me, generational wealth is teaching them how to love themselves, how to care for themselves, how to regulate their emotions, how to deal with other people. How to notice unhealthy behaviors. Yes, you know, and 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 create healthy boundaries because yeah. boundaries are for us. They're not for other people. They're literally for us. I can't control what other people do. I can only strive to control my reaction to it and what I accept it and what I don't. So being a mom really has helped me not only create this business, but keep showing up. It really has. So that's my long introduction. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. You said something earlier that I wrote down and I thought it was very powerful. Um, You said a pause. You knew when to take a pause. And I felt like that was, if, if I were to answer your question, 
you know, what would I say to the, the, myself two years prior with information that I know now? And I think I would tell myself, this is your opportunity to pause. This is your time to take a break. And um, often we think we have to be busy. We have to get stuff done. We have to learn new things. We got to do this. We got to do that. But especially as Black women, it's in our DNA to work. Yes. But it's not, <laughs> it's not in our DNA. And we want to change this generational trauma of constant work for allowing our bodies to take a pause. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to piggyback on what you said earlier because I think it was so powerful. But that is something, again, that's why I feel like we need to maybe include that in the discussion of generational wealth because I didn't learn that. Um, my mom, um, my parents were divorced. So I lived with my dad and my stepmom and my mother died when I was really young. But I do remember that she never stopped. She never stopped moving. And she had um, a tumor in her brain that was cancerous. And um, that's kind of the only time I saw her pause is when they had to do surgery and she was pretty much a paraplegic. She couldn't walk. She could, she, it's like she had a stroke. She couldn't talk. Um, and I remember thinking, man, I wish that she had taken more time to live before this. I mean, I never forgot that. I wish she had taken more time to live. And, but instead of thinking, okay, Shanta, you take more time to live. I, I didn't, you know, I was constant. I felt like I constantly had to be doing something. And even my stepmom to this day, God bless her, does not know how to sit down. And mm -hmm. I'm telling her, you need to go enjoy life. And that's something that I'm very, very grateful that I learned the hard way because you, you <laughs> isn't that isn't that it is like you you have to get knocked down for you to learn something but um I was like you gotta live you have to live and so I tell people now I was like listen I'm saying this with my whole chest I am living my best soft life like I am living my best soft life and I'm not just talking luxury but I'm not gonna argue with you if it's not on my priority list, I'm not going to worry about it. Mm. My priority every day is to make sure that I take care of myself first. I do wake up and I journal. I do wake up and I say my affirmations. I do wake up and drink water. <laughs> you know, I do wake up and, and give gratitude because I've noticed that when if when I used to wake up and the first thing I did was check my email or check social media or, you know, just jump out of the bed and rush to get the kids ready or try to help my husband find where his keys were at. You know, I didn't I didn't stop. There was never a pause. It was up, go. And then suddenly it's nighttime and I'm still fighting to get stuff done because there's never enough time in the day. That's how I felt. Now I have deadlines, but deadlines are just hard suggestions. They're just hard suggestions. If I don't get it done, the world doesn't end. You can be soft on yourself. 
yeah so when i so when i say i'm living my best soft life yeah, i'm living my best soft life and is this something that you recommend to the people that for your two-week course you know getting unstuck is that part of the recipe or the molding or modeling it is it is so of course i do an assessment to see where you are and what what we need i want first of all I'm not going to tell you what you need to work on. I want I want you to know because I, I we can't work on five thousand things in 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 one in two weeks. So it's like, what are you stuck on right now? And then we map out how to get unstuck. Um, so we are doing that assessment for that, and then yeah, self care is definitely a part of it. It really is. It's overlooked. It is, quite frankly, the word has been overused, so it's lost its meaning. What do you mean by when you say self-care? That's what I wanted to ask. Okay, so when I say self-care, I mean caring for self. I know that was pretty redundant. I just, <laughs> I use the definition, but but caring for yourself. So I started to care for myself the way that I would care for my daughters. I want them to eat. I want them to drink and my son, I keep saying my daughters, but my children, I want them to make sure they're getting enough sleep. So those are all the surface areas. Now I want my children to know when it's okay to walk away from something, saying no to something else to say yes to yourself. That's self, that's self-care mm -hmm. because when you, are constantly giving, if you're constantly saying yes to something that doesn't completely align with you, you're going to feel that and you're going to feel bitter. You're going to have tension. And that's where burnout comes in as well. Mm -hmm. So when I say self-care, yes, there, there are the very surface level, take the bubble baths, but it's also, hey, today, I think I need to back away from everything and give myself time to recollect you know what, today, I just need hugs. I need hugs today. Mm -hmm. And it's not as if you drop everything, you know. Yeah. One, one thing I do talk about in the program is prioritizing. So if you can't do everything that day, prioritize what does need to get done, the small little stepping stones. And it's okay to delegate. There's so many ways that you can delegate a task or outsource a task that is humane, that is ethical. So I'm not talking about paying someone five cents mm -hmm. because in their country, that's a lot of money. Right. That's another episode too, because I feel very strongly about that. Mm -hmm. um, but so that that's essentially what I mean about self-care. It's, it's taking care of yourself. I think when you're speaking, what was resonating with me was being aware of the care that you need. Like just taking the time to ask yourself, what do I need right now? I feel like that is a form of self-care that gets overlooked because, you know, people often think about the bubble baths and the nail salons and all that stuff. Those are actions and those are like gratifications that are from external but when I think about self-care, I think about the internal gratification that we give ourselves through awareness. So what does my body need? What does my family need? What does my household need? 
and going within for those answers. And I think that's where a lot of the challenging work gets processed and often gets ignored because it's so challenging. It's easier to book an appointment at a spa or book to get your nails done or your hair. It's easy to do that. It's in my calendar. Look, it's self-care. I'm doing it. But to sit with yourself and be quiet and listen to what your body actually needs, that's the hard self-care that I find that we don't talk about. Because when those difficult things come up, acknowledging them and dealing with them, that's self-care. And that's that is so challenging to do because it means that we're going to rub against people or things or systems or values that no longer align with us anymore. That is definitely true. I that when we get to that point though, we have because I okay, so the program that I have has four phases. Mm. And most people, well, not even four phases, but I, I categorize people four different categories. Most people fall into my category two, which is confidence and courage. Mm -hmm. um, but when we talk, when you when you say that we don't really talk about that, I don't think it's more because it's hard. I think it's more because we don't know how to identify it. We don't know how to sit with ourselves we don't like which is fine which is why there are licensed therapists which is why there are counselors and I will say it it took for people in my family because of the culture that we come from it took a while to get them to understand that it was okay to go to therapy that yes you can talk to your pastor but it's okay to go to therapy you know, and we get mad with the older generation for how they treated us or or their beliefs. Um, but this is when I start to look at it with compassion. Mm. You know, where my grandmother's 96 years old. Actually, no, she's 94 years old. And a lot of the things that she says, you know, sometimes it rubs me the wrong way. But then I remember that she never got to have a soft life. Yeah. She never, she never had that opportunity. And even though she's retired now, you know, living in a spiffy little <laughs> assisted living, she still has that mentality. Yeah. You know, she doesn't believe in therapy. She, um, she, if, if there was like, a sport for praying in the Olympics, she would always be on the podium somewhere, whether it was first place or third place, she's up there, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I understand that for her, that is a form of meditation. That is how she grounds herself. But even when you talk to someone that is even in our age range, or I would say that the younger, like my kids kind of get it, you know, like they, my son even wrote his teacher and said, um, I understand that this is what you want. I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed. Can you please explain to me um, how I can simplify this? Because I think I'm overthinking it. I could have never done that. Neither could I. I mean, if I did do it, I would have acted out. I would have been, 
I would have acted out to get the attention to address my problem. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I know it sounds like I'm going everywhere, but what I'm saying is the conversation isn't being had because a lot of people still don't know how to do that. They don't know how to, they don't have the tools. You and so that tools, is yeah. one thing that I am trying. Now, I am not a licensed or clinical therapist. Okay. I will never, ever tell someone that I am the be, the, the end all be all. I highly suggest you find someone who is a professional to help, but I can give you tools. Yes. That is so I can important. give you tools. Yes. And so I've noticed whenever there is clarity, there's movement because you know exactly what you're doing. You know exactly what is supposed to happen when someone is sitting and they're kind of like, oh, well, I, I want to do this. Um, I have this idea. Oh, I don't know. And it's like, the re yeah, you don't know. That's that's why you're still sitting there with it. That's why you're not confident with it. Clarity equals confidence because yeah. now you know. Yeah. Um, so everyone generally falls within those four categories, and um, we have a framework for each category. But most people I meet are are in category number two, um, especially if they're in like their first or second gear of being an entrepreneur. And that's that confidence and courage because they've already taken the steps to do it, you know, but now they, they're, but they still got that sense of failure that, that they're scared to fail. They still have that perfectionism and they, and they can't find, and I don't believe in balance. That's why I say integration mm. um, because it's priorities. It's whatever you are prioritizing that day or in that moment. Right. We need people. We cannot do these things alone. And mm -hmm. whether it be a therapist or a coach or a group of friends or somebody in your community that you really trust, speaking to somebody about your blockages is going to help to clear the path. It's almost like kind of tidying a little bit, you know? It's like you're not coming in with a bulldozer to move things. You're just no. sort of acknowledging that it's there. Let's pick up this thing. Oh, yeah, this thing. Um, so it's hitting home for me. Well, and I, I mean, I, I hate I'm like, oh, don't cut her off. Don't cut her off. No. But that's that's it. It's, it's not going in with the bulldozer. I feel like heavy lifting the bulldozer, that has to be done with a professional because they have the knowledge and the tools to deal with that. I think it's very... I think it's unfair if someone is coming in as a bulldozer and they can't help the other person pick the pieces back up and rearrange them. That's unfair to the other person, you know? So it's like, hey, know your lane. Definitely, definitely learn more if you want to, but for what you know right now, do that to the best of your ability. And I'll say I completely and utterly connect with you when you say that some days I don't have the motivation to do anything. And I know we, there's a whole, people are joking about, um, you know, being neurodivergent, um, but that's really a thing for me um, with PTSD and with uh, ADHD, I can lose 
motivation really quickly. And there are days where, you know, on my podcast, I've talked about there's days where I literally just, I, I lose time because I just, I just don't want or can't do anything. And so another... Therapy is a great outlet for you to have your accountability checked or somebody to fire off ideas about what you've been thinking about. But you know what's also making waves? There's peer-to-peer support groups. Go online and tap in peer-to-peer support groups and find out what's available in your community. Because sometimes just sitting around people that are like-minded like yourself and you know positive in their mindset can help you get clarity about your ideas and the way you're seeing yourself in this world and can lead you to resources in your community that can help you further your growth. Check it out. Not saying that therapy isn't a necessary part of your healing, but sometimes peer-to-peer support groups can fill that void and help you to get clarity in your path. Take care. Have a great day. can I do today? And it really does depend on where you are in your journey, but just do one thing to start off with because it creates this momentum. You know, it really does create momentum. And when it comes to confidence, there is a practice, an exercise that I learned that completely changed my outlook and and my kids' outlook with things. And it's called the power of yet. The power of yet. So tell us this, the power of yet. I like this. Yes. So instead of saying like, I can't do this, right? I flip it. I can't do this yet. And then when I put yet on there, suddenly I'm like, okay, so what do I have to do to be able to do this now? It, instead of staying stagnant, instead of having that being stuck in that one place, now I'm opening myself up to have more of a growth mindset. So I can't do this yet, which means I will be able to do it. So when my, like my daughter, um, all my kids, I just, I was like, you know what? I'm not worried about you getting straight A's in school. I just need you to show up. I need you to learn whatever you can learn. And, and that's it. But what makes you happy? And my, they all love TikTok, right? They do. They all love TikTok. And I, I am not even trying to fight the TikTok thing. I was like, okay, fine. Um, but this is what came out of it, though. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to challenge you to give me a plan of how you're going to approach your your page. Like, what's the purpose of the page? Is it to be educational? Or are you just being entertaining? Um, and so they all gave me their plan. And my youngest daughter was really frustrated because like for the first two days she was like oh I only got two followers and they're my friends you know and I was like that's fine and she was like I can't do this and I was like yes you can and I was like what what do you want to do she was like well I really I really just want to be able to sell stuff and I was like okay so just say that you're not there yet and she was like well yeah I'm not there yet and I was like but what does that mean and she was like okay, that means I can get there. And I was like, yeah, that means you can get there. So what ideas do you have to get there? And she's like, I'm not sure. And I was like, okay, you have a phone. What can you do? 
And she was like, I can Google. And I was like, yeah, you can Google, you can YouTube. You can even talk to other TikTokers. I was like, they might not talk to you, you know, but find, go to the accounts that you really like, message them and say, hey, this is what I want to do. And um, she did it. And more than one was like, oh yeah, look, so do this, do this, do this. And you know, you want to make this. And now the girl has over like 20,000 followers. And this has been like two months. She, I set her up with a funding account because you know, you got to be 18. So TikTok, don't take it away. I just gave a secret. It's mine. <laughs> don't take it away. <laughs> um, you know, and she does, um, she's really into this thing called Ro Roblox, 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 yes, and Royal High. And she creates like these designs and people buy them from her. Um, my daughter, my oldest daughter, she wanted to sell her drawings. And she was like, okay, yeah, but I don't know how to do this. And I was like, you don't know how to do this. And she goes, yet. I don't know how to do this yet. So mm -hmm. I really believe in the power of yet. Wow. When it comes to confidence building. That's a good story. That is really good. Who are three people who have influenced you in your life right now um, to help you get to where you want to go? Right now? Or in, in your lifespan, or if you can think of three people. Oh, well, my first thought was going to be Oprah. Oprah <laughs> influenced me. She raised me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. So right now, three people. I will say, well, the first one is going to be my podcasting coach, um, Adam Scheibler. Mm -hmm. He does the podcasting business school. Okay. Um, love the guy was so I was so scared to like I was like man I'm about to pay this money <laughs> this better work but I you have to take um you have to take a bet on yourself my sister because she is also an entrepreneur and um she owns a salon in Virginia and I am just she's my baby sister but I'm so amazed by her because Everyone told her just to stay at hair cuttery, just stay there. You know, don't start a salon. You'll go under mm -hmm. um, businesses don't last. You know, most small businesses don't last for five years. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. And she did. And she's doing amazing. She actually is a part of an expo um, this Saturday. So mm -hmm. she definitely had a huge, huge impact. And we call each other when we need to stay on track. Okay. <laughs> we call each other That's and good. then the last um it's gonna sound cheesy but my husband oh. <laughs> this, this man this man will not let me give up on myself and he won't let me hide either mm. he will call me out in a minute sometimes I want to punch him in the throat but I understand why he's doing it because I know he sees the potential in me that, that I see in him mm -hmm. as well. And he, he will not, he will not let me, he's like, no, when I said I wanted to start a podcast, I said that for like four years until I did it. Wow. So at some point he was like, get the equipment and just start, right. just talk. And I was like, okay, fine. Um, when I wanted to invest in coaches, I was like, oh, but I don't know about the money. He's like, whatever transfer it 
pay, do it. And so, and I know that I'm very blessed and I'm very lucky to have that kind of support. So those are the three people right now. Amazing, amazing. One last question for you. What is a myth that you want to debunk about seeking out a coach? A myth that I want to debunk is that all of your problems will be solved by that coach. So yes, they are going to give you the guidance. They're going to speed up your results, but you are the one that has to put in the work. They're not going to do the work for you. I will say that. Hmm. Sound advice. Sound advice. How can people find you online? So if you type in Shante Franco, C-H-A-N-T-E-F-R-A-N-C-O, I pop up pretty much everywhere. Listen, I don't even know how to hide at this point. Um, <laughs> I am on Instagram at Shante Franco underscore, no, Shante underscore Franco. I am on Facebook at Shante Franco <laughs> and my podcast and, and www dot shantefranco.com is where you can find me yes listen at this point anyone can say they're shante franco because i'm everywhere <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing well i'm glad you're with us today shante i i would love to have more conversations with you especially about your teens because that is a topic that i feel doesn't get talked about enough this time of growth spiritual awareness you know, coming into themselves, I think it would be great to have this conversation, especially since we're on the same lines of breaking generational trauma. So it's like, it's alive right now, the work that we're doing. We don't have a model to follow. We're creating it. So it, it'd be, it's great to talk with like minds because I have an older adult child. He's 31, but then I also have a two and a half year old. So I'm going through this whole cycle again. Oh I've just God. been blessed. <laughs> with this opportunity so i would love to keep in contact with you absolutely my dms are open yes great and i ask all of our listeners to think about what does spiritual parenting mean to you because whatever it is you just seek it ask for it and do whatever it takes to make you shine because you will thank you for listening Here's a bonus clip from today's episode. I didn't want to leave it out, but it didn't fit right in. But this is where it fits. Enjoy. <laughs> and so just to frame it down, so you are offering coaching right now for clients. You're getting into that phase of doing one-on-ones and you're going to be branching off into pot doing podcasts by yourself. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah. So I started off doing Manifest Your Awesomeness by myself for like the first five episodes. And then when I got my first guest, um, I just did guests because I realized it was really easy because I let them talk. And I just, kinda, <laughs> you know, and I just kind of interjected. And then um, that was it. But now that I'm really focusing on generating income from the podcast, I know that I do have to kind of do my solo bit to really say hey this like build the foundation build the trust you know they already my audience already knows me but i i'm going to be honest for the coaching although i know my audience is going to be there i am not falling back on my audience i am so excited to meet you know that new listener 
you know, so excited to meet the new listener. Um, and yes, so I, we already finished the framework. Um, I've pretty much done everything. Um, right now I am offering, uh, I call it the two week get unstuck. Um, that is the working name, but really it's, it's the basis of it is if you could go back to yourself a few years ago and help yourself get unstuck with what you know now, how valuable would that have been for you? Especially when it comes to um, trying to, to shift your habits, trying to um, build more confidence in your actions, in your decisions. So that's where I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start off with, with two weeks. I just wanna help someone get unstuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 